Are you looking for a stress-free summer? HelloFresh sends you foolproof step-by-step recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients to make mealtimes a summer breeze. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code MLM16 at hellofresh.com slash MLM16. Do you wanna learn how to make a ton of money flipping houses right here in Ottawa? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple two-step system for flipping homes. TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the greater Ottawa area who wanna learn how to consistently make a lot of money in your spare time without using any of your own money. Ottawa is a perfect market for my system. And this week I'm holding a free two-hour education workshop where you can learn how to make a lot of money flipping homes. Okay, so I'm sure that most of you probably don't actually listen to the radio anymore, but if you did, you've probably heard a commercial from an enthusiastic salesman telling you that he's looking for people to join his team of house flippers. It would be at no cost to you, all in your spare time, and you can make some serious cash afterwards. Even though this sounds like a scam, that it's just way too good to be true, there is some actual legitimacy to house flipping. There's a whole host of tips online for how to do it, but you've got to find a good neighborhood, then a home that's selling below market price. It'll probably be a fixer-upper, a place that someone didn't really want without putting work into it. It's a labor of love, but if you do it right, you can make a pretty penny in profits once you resell the house for a higher price. There are some houses that just aren't worth the effort though, like ones with buried oil tanks or old electrical wiring or foundation cracks. The repair on those houses can be such a headache and money pit that they're considered deal killers. Sure, it's a lot of work to do this, but people do this all the time and seemingly make bank. This was especially popular between 2008 to 2013 and has only grown more popular since. Yes, Even with the housing market the way it is, house flipping has grown into a competitive industry. And in 2021, it reached a 15 year high. HGTV is full of house flipping programs like Flip or Flop, and they make it look fun too. I mean, you're basically getting paid to build your dream home over and over, right? It's like a real life game of Sims. The before and after pictures are absolutely gorgeous and satisfying most of the time. And showing these places turned into magazine quality right before your eyes is fascinating. Tarek El Moussa and his wife, Christina, the couple featured on Flip or Flop, seem to be one of the most popular programs. That is until their messy divorce ruined their rosy colored, picture perfect house flipping lives they portrayed. For 10 years, no house was too janky and no issues were too big for them to fix. They took million dollar homes, invested a couple hundred thousand dollars and turned them into $2 million homes. Even if you didn't love everything they did, even if your tastes are different, there's no denying how pretty the houses were. Plus with somewhere around half a million dollars in profit, like who wouldn't want that job? Now there's also other programs like Property Brothers, Homes on Homes, Hometown, Design to Sell, Divine Design, Design on a Dime, and the Vanilla Ice Project. Basically what I'm getting at is there's no shortage whatsoever about house flipping on HGTV and Netflix. Whether or not you watch these programs on your own time or just see them at your doctor's office or on a loop because it's the default channel they're playing and you've got nothing better to do, the idea of house flipping is incredibly appealing to many people. Luckily for you, as the radio ad says, you can get involved even if you don't have six figures to start. Maybe you just start having dreams about someone letting you flip your first house and making tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit. You could do it again and again and again and become a millionaire in no time. 
Hell, HGTV even had a show based around this entire concept, giving average couples the chance to dive right into the real estate market head first and see how they do. And that could be you too, right? Well, even though house flipping can be a legitimate way to earn money, there's a lot of legal red tape that these smiling TV personalities and their classes just do not talk about. But that's what we're gonna be talking about today. As the kitchen, this is bathroom. I think the layout actually works. I think that if we kind of carry what we're doing in the kitchen up here, same type of cabinet, same type of counter, that rustic glam look, this could go a long Hello way. everyone and welcome to Multi-Level Mondays. I'm the Illuminati and today we're gonna to be talking about house flipping and some of the shady activities surrounding it. Now, again, as I said in the intro, you can totally flip houses, but the seminars that say you can do it with little risk and are guaranteed to earn a ton of money, well, that's where things cross a line, legally and morally. Now, naturally, Tarek Musa had experience with these seminars. According to him, they changed his life when he was just about 20 years old, working at a Papa John's, and he wanted a financially stable career. Now that he's an experienced flipper himself, he tells novices to invest in themselves and get a good education, like with Homeschooled, where he teaches people how to flip homes and what to look for when they're renovating. But aside from telling students to make the lawn look nice and which shower tile to pick, what is Homeschooled really teaching you? According to Doug Steffens, not all that much. Doug spoke to CBS and said that it was an online ad that spurred him to go to the class. Since he already was a fan of Flip or Flop, he figured he'd give the class a shot. Yet, despite the class supposedly being run by Tarek and Christina El Moussa, they didn't show up. They were too busy filming their program. It does feel a bit misleading, but I suppose it's understandable. Hopefully the experts that were there were at least vetted by them, trained by them, and professionals with their own house flipping know-hows. Doug decided to go ahead and spend almost $3,000 on a long weekend's worth of classes and some software, believing that in due time, it would all pay for itself. So he sat down, eager to learn, only to be pitched more classes. Doug told CBS that the instructors didn't really answer his questions, told attendees not to speak with one another, and told their students on the very first day, no less, to call their banks and increase their credit card limits. But they're not saying that to buy a down payment on a house, no, no. Instead, it was because the instructors spent so much time and effort hyping up a $26,000 program. That much money is a down payment on a house. In some neighborhoods, I, I admit, I know the housing market is insane right now, but that still can be a down payment. But these instructors were asking students to spend it on more classes. If I pay $3,000 for what seems to be one giant glorified commercial, I'm asking for my money back. Plus, and this is just my opinion, but I get a sinking feeling that when Doug claims participants were encouraged not to talk to one another, it makes me wonder why? Why wouldn't you want your students to gain connections and network with each other? Frankly, it just sounds like the instructors didn't want the students chatting to one another about how they felt ripped off. Like they didn't want anyone banding together and demanding the instructors, you know, do their job. It reminds me of employers that beg people not to discuss their salaries. Like, what are you so afraid of? If you're going to do the right thing and pay people what they deserve, then why do you have to hide it? Like, it's kind of the same thing here. Like, clearly it feels like there's something to hide. Doug isn't alone though, even if he may not have been able to start this at the time. Another student, Susan Martin, went to a similar seminar from Andy and Candace Meredith, stars of Old Home Love. She only made it through the second day of her three-day weekend because she wasn't thrilled after hearing the teachers insist she raise her credit card limit to $23,000. She complained to the BBB, but that didn't even deter these programs from targeting her later. A couple months afterwards, the Musas invited her to one of their courses with the tagline, do you have the courage to retire rich? Now, 
I used to work in sales, car sales specifically, and I know quite a few overzealous salespeople. And saying something like, do you have the courage to you know, not rip people off essentially? Like that's outrageous to say. You would never say that at a car dealership. Like, do you have the courage to buy this vehicle? That's insanity. I have sold more people their cars that they love and some of them still have. Like I still actually chat with some people that I used to sell cars to. And the big thing is you don't have to sell somebody on a car. Like, yes, there are sales techniques and stuff you had to do. And maybe, you know, someone is gonna tell me like, oh, you must've just been good at selling things. Like, okay, fine, whatever. But I had a great time in car sales. I learned a lot there. I'm happy I did it. I don't really wanna do it again because it was a really high stress industry for me. But it's not that difficult if someone is willing to buy is the point that I'm making. So like, I would never have to use some weird scummy line of like, um, yeah, I'm sorry, sir or ma'am, do you have the courage to buy this lovely Toyota Corolla? Like, who says that? I just go, what are your needs? What's going on? Why are you looking? Like, actually find what people want. Why is that so hard? But anyway, I digress. The idea that these courses are encouraging, you know, taglines like, do you have the courage to retire rich? It's weird. Is your idea of retiring rich the idea of being solely linked to scamming people out of $20,000 for a course that they probably don't actually need? I don't know. Maybe it's clearly some people's idea. Now, Susan stated, these people are so stupid that they actually invited me again after I complained, or they thought I was dumb enough to fall for it again. Now, maybe you're thinking, why am I bringing up Andy and Cindy? What do they have to do with the Musa's seminar? And just how many house flipping seminars are there exactly? Well, both of these seminars, as well as quite a few others, fall under a training program, not at all unlike Landmark Forum, and it's called Xerix. flipping houses yourself. Target Aid investigator Marley Ginter sat in on the first seminar undercover to see if it's all it's cracked up to be in the ad. Marley? Well, Sue and Brian, they do teach what they call tricks of the trade, explaining how I could make anywhere from five to 10,000 bucks on the first Now, Xerix is flipped, notorious for taking tens of thousands of dollars and giving little, if anything, in return. It's no secret I've got issues with the BBB and their pay to play attitude, but just at a glance of a few reviews here, it's pretty clear that they've had these complaints rolling in for quite some time. The Win Real Estate Program, the Damon John Success Formula, the Will to Win Entrepreneurial Seminars, you name it, and chances are they've got some sort of questionable seminar for it. If they've hosted only a couple of real estate seminars that went south, but the rest were widely liked, then maybe I'd be more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. As it stands, you see the exact story posted over and over and over, dozens of times, all across their BBB page. It's absolutely littered there. Someone pays exactly $1,997 for a three-day weekend course. The entire thing feels like a fast, upbeat commercial where students are promised they can make a ton more money if they pay for more classes. These classes can cost 15, 18, or maybe $20,000 or more. Hell, even if most of the students don't sign up, if just a few of them do, I imagine that has to lead to a massive payday for these instructors. After all, what are the students actually getting? Because it just seems like a sales pitch. Actually finding out what the company offers is also really difficult. I found a video where their CEO tells Utah Business about how the company is growing and there's no other word for it. It's just, it's strange. Maybe this wasn't rehearsed, but the CEO says, uh, um, quite a bit when he's explaining their service, like he doesn't even know what their company does and uses language full of vague buzzwords. He also claims they're cost efficient, but last I checked, a minimum of $2,000 for a weekend seminar is really expensive. The point is these so-called free events that you're getting pitched on the radio are far from free. They're like those free events people go to where they're just lured into signing up for timeshares. 
It's too good to be true, and it's just a way to get into your wallet even further. Some, like Daniel Bergner, claim to have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, almost completely draining his $185,000 sales account after wholeheartedly believing in these seminars' promises. Just to name a few of them, these promises could be things like, and I quote, the average profit margin is about 20% per flip. So on a $500,000 flip, I expect to walk away with $100,000 on one check. Or quote, as far as expected profits, and these are averages for this area, an average with wholesale deals, you can expect to put $3,000 to $15,000 cash in your pocket. Flipping is where you're going to make your bigger paychecks, 20,000, 50, 100. Now, a wholesale deal, if you're wondering, means acquiring an interest in a property when transferring that to a wholesale buyer. That'll be the one to fix and flip the property. Either way, Zurich's was promising both these and promising their students could make bank doing it. $20,000 is an annual paycheck for some folks, and it's nothing to scoff at. Plus, I have to hand it to these instructors. They didn't just say, you'll make money, but they detailed the process. They made it feel very real, only to insist you actually have to pay for more classes to turn that dream into a reality. But this Utah-based company seemed to get away with hosting these not-so-free events for quite some time. They were founded in 2012, have been in operation since 2013, and they claim that they've had over 300,000 students too. Christina and Tarek in particular have also defended the Zurich's program, saying that the complaints filed to satisfied customer ratio is hugely in favor of the latter, that she and her husband work directly with the instructors and nowhere in any of the paperwork does it say that the couple will be attending. Could this really be just a few annoyed customers spoiling Zurich's for everyone? Well, that's what Tarek and Christina would have you believe, but it's simply not the case. After years of complaints and shady behavior, the FTC began looking into Zurich's and its founders. Documentation from 2019 not only backs up what we've said thus far, but says, quote, Zurich's representations are false or unsubstantiated. Consumers are unlikely to earn thousands of dollars in profit from real estate investments by using Zurich's products. Yet there Zurich's was saying that their program was a no-lose situation, that they could guarantee you or your partners to close a deal within three months and that they'd work with you regardless of credit. Since we know that their strategies were unlikely to work, then what happened to that money back guarantee? Well, Xerix does give refunds, kind of. Their refund policy has a heavy amount of restrictions that they don't disclose adequately until after someone already swiped their card or they've got cash in hand. Plus, if someone's stirring up a big fuss, Xerix is willing to give them their money back to make them shut up. As in, yes, they allegedly went so far as to make consumers sign agreements promising they wouldn't talk to regulators or post negative reviews so long as they could get their money back. And you know, that's that hard-earned money that Zurich's pushed and pressured them into giving them in the first place. Nothing sketchy about that at all. So in other words, no wonder Christina says she never hears people complaining. Of course she wouldn't, babes. It's because the similar company you're working with is too busy keeping people quiet than warning you that something's wrong and the complaints are stacking up. Now, you may be asking if it's really Christina's responsibility though. Should she or her ex-husband really know anything that's going on there? They've got busy lives, they're parents, stars of television programs. How could they have known, right? Well, they can't have their cake and eat it too. In one breath, Christina tells an ABC interviewer that she and her husband are extremely hands-on with the companies and train every instructor they work with. In the next, they're stating that complaints aren't legitimate. So which is it? Are you telling your instructors to push more and more expensive classes on your fans and the customers that trust you? Or are you completely ignorant of what's actually being taught? Whatever the case may be, the FTC was fed up with Zurich's exaggerated claims and their lack of disclosure statements. And so they acted. 
Utah Department of Commerce and the Federal Trade Commission on Wednesday announced a $12 million settlement with Xerox. It's thought to be the largest consumer protection settlement in state history. The state and FTC say Xerox cost consumers almost 10 times that. But the company's in receivership to avoid bankruptcy and repay. At first, the FTC persuaded a judge to temporarily stop operations at Xerox. A sort of, wait a minute, let's see what's going on here kind of thing. This was done in 2019 and it made headlines putting Christina and Tarek in a rather uncomfortable spotlight. The attention only grew more uncomfy when Xerox was actually shut down by the FTC completely just a few months ago in early 2022. The company was also ordered to pay back $12 million to their victims, I mean, customers, despite it only being a fraction of the $100 million that Xerox stole. I mean, sorry, God, I am just slipping up today. The 100 million that they earned, they earned. But seriously, it doesn't exactly feel like a win here. If you steal $20 from someone that truly needs it and years later, you just have to give them back $2, is that really punishment? Personally, I don't think that's a satisfactory conclusion whatsoever. Now, as for Flip or Flop, the program ended, though it sounds like this is more due to the couple's personal lives as opposed to anything to do with their seminars. Apparently, Tarek had threatened to harm himself with a gun, the couple went through a cancer diagnosis, further health issues, and ended their marriage in a very messy divorce. I don't know for sure, that's their personal business obviously, but they've continued on their flipping journey individually now with Flipping 101 and Christina on the Coast. Flipping 101 is all about teaching people how to flip homes, obviously. So it just feels like Tarek has just continued on with the scam. It just happens to be televised now. Aside from the classes though, there are other ways that house flipping can go wrong. Let's say you signed up for the class, realized it was a sham and figured you'd make your own way. There are actually restrictions that shows like the ones aired on HGTV don't actually get into, and it's not hard to see why. There's things like reselling restrictions that limit how a house is bought and resold. Like you have to wait at least 90 days after buying a house to resell it and title issues like a third party needing to relinquish a claim on the house or land can add an extra expense and you'll have to hire a real estate lawyer too. Forbes actually compiled a list comparing the reality of house flipping to the fantasies shown on HGTV. And while there are a few things that these shows do deserve credit for, saying that they set unrealistic standards feels like an understatement. Like, yes, they do show somewhat realistic depictions of renovation issues. If a roof needs replacing, you've essentially blown your budget right out of the water. And some flipping shows do show this. Now, I admit it's probably more for dramatic effect and suspense more than anything, but they do still show it sometimes. However, their fantasy remodel imagery isn't always accurate, blurring the lines between a very expensive hobby and an actual investment. Like, why would you spend thousands on water features that you enjoy when the house, well, isn't yours? As for the worst misrepresentation, Forbes believed that it's in their financial breakdowns, AKA the numbers that they flash on the screen to you real quick. Those estimates of half a million dollars in profit don't always account for marketing, closing costs, taxes, business operation costs, and financing costs. Various flipping programs may be better about this than others, but these can be a giant expense that just aren't shown to the viewer. Between all of these additional expenses, the difficulties of earning money and the potential for huge payouts, it's no wonder that questionable intentions and characters are drawn to house flipping. Some people may attempt to partake in illegal flipping through other means. According to hg.org, these mortgage loan fraud schemes will attract new buyers by telling them they're guaranteed purchase with a mortgage loan no matter their credit. Maybe they'll even lend the money for a down payment or let the buyer move in without an upfront payment. It may sound great on the surface, giving someone a home no matter their credit, but these scam artists are not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. 
At times, victims of illegal flipping can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, their life savings, and can go through the court system in the hopes to get it back. In one case, Vivian Rodriguez and her husband, Giovanni Serna, ran a house flipping scheme for about a year and a half. Rodriguez had experience as a real estate agent. So naturally given her job, Vivian and her husband were able to gain the trust of John Doe, who is an anonymous victim, not real name. And they promised him that they were going to help him pick out a cheap fixer upper and split the profits. They claimed it would be super easy. Rodriguez had the house buying know-how, Cerna would repair them, and John Doe had the cash to finance it. John Doe put in almost $2 million to buy 30 homes that, as it turns out, weren't even for sale. But it goes deeper than that. Vivian's daughter-in-law was also a real estate agent who sunk about $400,000 into the venture, which left her and her family homeless. The court speculated that Vivian and her husband were trying to make this into some sort of Ponzi scheme, but it just didn't get very far. So the question here is, can you actually even make money with house flipping? Is it a terrible idea and have scam artists taken over the market? And how do you even know what's legitimate? And before we try to answer those questions and see what's next in the house flipping industry as a whole, let's take a quick break to thank today's sponsors. What's the key to consistent good hair days? Well, using ingredients that actually work for your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it is now and where you want it to go. Because your hair is completely unique and products that address its specific needs, well, that's where Function of Beauty comes in. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually created shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to be. They offer over 54 trillion possible formulations and each one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, then they never use any sulfates or parabens and you can even go completely silicone-free and even scent-free, which I found out recently. And it's super easy. You just take the hair quiz, build your profile and then select your hair goals. Like if you wanna lengthen, volumize or some oil control, maybe some frizziness control. And then voila, they spit out a formula for you and you get to pick your color and your scent. I chose out my formulation, did my hair quiz for what I was looking for for my hair. And then I chose, which as I think I've mentioned before, I did the really cute blue kind of teal colors. And then I did peach scent because usually peach scents are gonna be pink, but you can make it blue with Function of Beauty. And I don't know why, but I absolutely love that. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash MLM to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash MLM, let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25% off your first order. Again, functionofbeauty.com slash MLM. Take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. When she moved back to her hometown, Gia never expected to run into Jack. But when she sees him at a local dive bar, she finds herself drawn to him all over again. Wanna know what happens next? Maybe you wanna know a whole lot more? Well, you can check out this sexy story and many more on Dipsy. And that's because Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. New content is released every single week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they even offer written stories if you'd like to read the drama instead. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com MLM. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com MLM dipsystories.com slash MLM. 
Welcome back. A Las Vegas couple is finding out the hard way that sometimes the American dream can turn on you. They bought a home, but things then went south from there. 13 Investigates anchor Trisha Keen shows you how these local homeowners wound up homeless. It rained. It rained in the house. <laughs> like, like drenched. That leak was fixed, but a new one popped up when it rained again. At the same time, the bathroom over here actually started flooding. The bathtub and the truly bathtub. the way house flipping is presented can be extremely problematic. The idea of it being a way to turn a million dollar home into a $2 million home just isn't normal. The median price of homes flipped is typically around $300,000. And while the profit margin can be substantial, plenty of the homes I saw on HGTV weren't so much as fixer uppers as they were just kind of ugly and needed redecorating a little bit. Plus, it's not some way to get rich quick, even though it might be depicted as fantastic or borderline foolproof investment ideas. If someone is presenting house flipping as a great simple solution for getting out of poverty or a target to the American dream, you need to run from that. But if it's presented as an extremely expensive hobby that has the potential to give you a profit for your efforts, well, that feels far more legitimate in my opinion. Other kinds of scams have cropped up around house flipping too, like house flopping, which scam busters defines as participants who buy a home from an owner that's facing foreclosure. They'll buy it well below its value, then immediately resell it for profit. The bank accepts the settlement since the foreclosure process can be expensive, but the homeowners could have used that money to secure a place to stay and save their credit record. Realtors, appraisers, and investors could potentially be involved here. And obviously it depends on the scenario, but it can get pretty crooked. After all, if you're being foreclosed upon, it's understandable why one of these owners might fall for something like this. They may not know it's illegal, be enticed by the potential to get a cut of the profits if they're in dire financial situation, but it's putting them at risk too. While it's not as if these scams are as prevalent as some of the other ones we've talked about before, these are definitely not uncommon either. And I know this is towards the end of the episode, but you know, I'm just looking at essentially the supposed business around house flipping and how it's actually not really as easy as people love to portray it. But the other thing too with house flipping is sometimes people cut corners. And I think that's something we also need to mention is if you suddenly are living in a, you know, supposed flipped house, it obviously was done with the intention of profit. So I don't really believe like, and I know, saying this is gonna sound weird, but I don't think love was put into the house, if that makes sense. Like care wasn't taken. If you have been on TikTok for like any amount of time, you've seen inspectors that go into flipped homes and they find all sorts of messed up stuff, like outlets that aren't working, pipes that aren't connected to actual water sources, things like that. So not only do you have the problem of people flipping homes, but you also have the issue that when they're flipping them, they may actually just be making the house worse in the long-term anyway. But there are a few things that you can do to avoid these scams. And the first is essentially to just be realistic when it comes to the idea of house flipping. When you're looking for a home, be sure to know how much it's actually worth. Basically have a good unbiased appraisal done and check for receipts to be sure that flippers actually did the work that they're claiming to have done. Despite the housing market being absolutely just ridiculous right now and profits falling, house flipping is still on the rise, which means more of these problems are sure to arise. And unfortunately, what that means is people who are less than careful might've just fucked themselves over in a house for years to come. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm ending today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you'd like to check me out on other platforms, make sure you click my Linktree link in the description box. It just creates a neat little list of all of my social media and projects that I'm involved in. 
I'd also like to give a big shout out to all of my Patreons over on patreon.com slash Illuminati. And of course, in the private Discord server. It was awesome hanging out with all of you this weekend for like a huge like chatting session. I am so sorry. I don't know how to figure out Discord's like, um, whatever little arena thing to figure out how to make big events or whatever in there, but I'm working on it and I swear to God, I'll have it down for next time. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Right. Shame on you. They promised to teach them how to invest in real estate, but by the time it was over, consumers lost more than $100 million. The paint actually looks spectacular with the slate. It does. I actually really love the black brick door. All right.